You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back to another episode of Pitch This. Nice. Wow, that was beautiful. That was. We're good. We're getting really good at this. Yeah. It's so, almost like we're one mind. Yeah, Chris. So how <laughs> are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's a lazy Sunday because we record in advance. Yes. Sorry to break the fourth wall there, but I had to be real. But no, it's been real fun. Uh, I've been playing with a bunch of small micro toys, so that's been fun. Yeah, um, yeah, it has been really lazy. I've noticed today is just my, I just want to relax and watch TV day, making some food for my girlfriend, and that's always fun, you know? Yeah, well, plus with it being like a bajillion degrees outside, nobody uh, wants to go out. It is very true, it's very <laughs> so true. It helps to stay indoors. So like always, everybody, my name is Andy Canchola. We're YouTuber slash podcaster slash best looking man slash man of the year award three years running <laughs> and we got chris hey everybody it's chris uh you can catch me i i write stuff i podcast stuff i like to do things and yeah that's what i do uh i was second place in world's best man and <laughs> i had to give it up to andy because i was tired of being the world's best man for a <laughs> decade so i was like all right yeah so three so years ago i quit yeah so, so yeah. three years i've been up and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's that's where we're at with this <laughs> so now you know how this podcast is gonna go secret origins <laughs> So, Chris, any news? All right. So let's take a look here. Um, something that I found interesting, and I'll be curious to see. Uh, I've seen fan backlash, both good and bad. So Watchmen, it's back again. DC has announced that they will do a Rorschach spinoff miniseries, or I guess maxi series, because I think it's probably going to be 12 issues. But you have Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Um, both those guys are great creators. I mean, they're just phenomenal. So anyways, this is going to be set 35 years after the events of Watchmen. So wow. that was, what, that's 1980s? So yeah. we're talking pretty close to modern time Rorschach. So that's going to be very interesting to see what's happening. Uh, it'll be part of DC's Black Label. So the nice thing about Black Label is if it's great, then it counts. If it sucks, then it's just a story. So <laughs> really? <laughs> pretty much. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's the way they've been doing that stuff. So <laughs> I am very, very excited to see. So the official uh, blurb on it says, it's been 35 years since Ozymandias was exposed for dropping a giant telepathic squid on New York City, killing thousands and ending the public's trust in heroes once and for all. The Minutemen are gone. Only their memory lives on, especially the infamy of Rorschach, who has become a cultural icon since Dr. Manhattan turned him into dust. Rorschach may have spoken truth, but he wasn't a hero. So what does it mean when Rorschach reappears as part of a pair of assassins trying to kill the first candidate to oppose President Robert Redford in decades? Follow one determined detective as he walks backward in time, uncovering the identities and motives of the would-be killers, taking him deep into a dark conspiracy of alien invasions, disgraced do-gooders, mystical visions, and yes, comic books. So this is going to be pretty wild because... Again, we saw Rorschach die in, uh, spoilers, uh, he died what? in issue 12 of Watchmen back in the 80s. So 
<clears throat> recently did recently DC did a sequel called Doomsday Clock, and we saw Rorschach in there, but it wasn't Kovacs, if I remember his secret identity. It was somebody else. And that one I won't reveal because that's a big part of the story. Uh, but anyways, it was a different person under the mask. So is this that character continuing or somebody else entirely, or are they just going to bring Kovacs back? So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. If it wasn't that creative group, I probably would pass. Uh, Jorge's art, he's done some work on Daredevil. Dude, his oh. stuff is amazing. Like, wow. just poster worthy. I mean, this is, I've never bought an original comic book art, but I would definitely be keeping an eye out on his stuff. So I highly recommend what he's got. Um, another big blurb that's coming out. Um, some of you may have seen some of the preview art. Joker War begins this Wednesday, or sorry, this Tuesday, because DC does their new comic book day differently. Tuesdays. So Batman issue 95 will be out, and that'll be part one of Joker War. And um, the artist, actually, I think it's Jorge again. Mm, well, while I'm looking. But anyways, so they're going to do uh, these special hardcover, not hardcover, but uh, yeah, Jorge Jimenez. No, sorry, Jorge Jimenez, a different Jorge. He's going to be doing the uh, character sketches for these covers. Uh -huh. So they're going to be like one in 25 variants. So it's oh, the, okay. a character drawn and then, you know, a character study with it. They're really classy looking. They're nice. Uh, they're going to be expensive. But anyways, so we were spoiled. They released the Batman 100 issue and Batman's in like this blue and silver costume and he's not necessarily like smiling like a big grin, but he's not <laughs> grim. So this is going to be interesting. So I was lucky enough for uh, Adventures in Poor Taste. I got to do the advanced review for Batman 95. So I'm excited because that's a high-profile gig, but I'm scared because that's a high-profile gig, you know? You're so it's under the pressure. Yeah. So but Everyone's uh, I, watching, I, Chris. I stated my opinion, and I stand by it, so please check it out if you'd like. But anyways... Um, yeah, we. I was very surprised because they show that cover, issue 100, with that costume. Yeah. But part one, actually, this is a spoiler, part one shows you the costume. So that blew my mind. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, and it's got its own mystery. Like, who huh. made it and who left it there? And why is he using it? Yeah, so, like, that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, Batman Joker War begins. And also something I found interesting, I don't remember if Three Jokers will start this month, but I know both Joker War... And three Jokers will end in the same month. Really? Yes. Wow. So I find that interesting because so Joker War has been in continuity, okay? And basically Joker is just like he's been dropping a lot of big hints like, oh, yeah, Bruce and I, we have an interesting relationship. And you're like, wait, did he say Bruce? <laughs> you know, so Joker totally knows Nightwing is Dick Grayson. Uh, like he knows all these facts and he's been messing around with Batman. We saw cover art that showed the Joker standing there holding a film reel, like an old, you know, yeah. old style stuff. And it says the Mark of Zorro, which is famous for being the movie that the Waynes watched when they were killed in crime. Alley. Oh, so it's like, oh, my God, does Joker know? So what's neat is. Does Joker know, or maybe is he just going after Bruce Wayne and Batman? So I really yeah, like how it's know. not, oh. you know, we don't know for sure. So that's kind of the Joker war. They're playing that out because it's going to hit the big anniversary 100th issue. So really exciting story arc. Uh, I left the book after Tom King left because I'm trying to save money. And it's like, well, he's going to do <laughs> Batman Catwoman. So I'm going to follow the story I've been reading over there. Yeah. But they've been delaying the heck out of it. So I'm jumping back now for this big story. Uh, Batman 3 Jokers, Jeff Johns. Oh, my God. Um 2016 or 17, but right before DC did their big rebirth initiative, yeah. he planted this idea in the Dark Side War that there's three Jokers. So remember when we watched that Justice League 
uh, Apocalypse movie, yeah, Apocalypse yeah, War, right? Yeah. And Batman was in the Metron chair. Yeah. So that happened in the comics. So since he has, he became the quote unquote God of knowledge, he was like, okay, he would ask certain questions to test the knowledge. And then he's like, oh my God, it, it, it's actually real. So he's like, okay, who's the Joker? And the chair tells him that there's three Jokers. And so there's three Jokers and they're modeled after specific time periods. So like one definitely looks like the 1940s Joker, the original Joker. Yeah. So that would famously be created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robertson. Uh, the second Joker very much looks like um, the Scott Snyder Joker from the Batman New 52 era. Okay. And then the third Joker definitely looks like uh, the Killing Joke Joker. So the Alan Moore, Brian Boland Joker. So there's three of them. Uh -huh. And Oof. they're painted in that image, drawn in that image. But I don't know. I mean, we don't know anything because the story hasn't been revealed yet. And it's obviously taken a long time from its initial <laughs> concept to finally being released. Wow. So that's going to be out there. So definitely, if you're a Joker fan, Batman-Joker relationship, get ready because it's going to be quite the roller coaster. Um, let's see. Tuesday is DC Comic Book's brand new day. So if you go to your comic store, your local comic shop... I would definitely recommend Batman 95 if you can get a copy because there's been also like another sad fact about that book because of the whole COVID-19 and DC uh -huh. Comics leaving Diamond Distributors. All of a sudden, some comic stores, their order of Batman 95 just vanished. What? Yeah. There's like hundreds of copies of Batman 95 just vanished. So I have a feeling that they're probably going to pop up on the secondary market. Wow. So buy yourself a copy ASAP. So Batman 95 will be out this Tuesday. I recommend getting it. Detective Comics 1024 will be out. That'll also tie into um, the Joker War as well. Flash 758 will be out. And that, if I remember correctly, is going to be the Flash versus his children, the Tornado Twins. So that's very exciting stuff there. Uh, Legion of Zoom begins, which will also start carrying us on to the last Flash arc by the current creative team. Uh, we have Shazam number 13. That one, I took a sneak peek at it. Yeah. Okay, if you like the Shazam movie, then get this book because this felt like Shazam. Too. Really? Yeah, it Oof. felt like a sequel. So I was like, oh I love my that God. movie. So, so I would recommend. I think you probably want to get Shazam issue eleven because twelve was a fill in, if I remember correctly. Thirteen and probably fourteen, and you're gonna have the Shazam two movie. Freaking awesome! Really? Yeah. Like oh. I, I have a strong suspicion that's the way it's gonna go because Jeff Johns is writing it. And so with him writing it, it's going to basically be like, hey, this is the character that I worked with on the movies because he did a lot. Like He's a producer for it. So oh, I have yeah, a strong, so. strong suspicion that's the way he'll go. You know, th that's my worry right now because, what, it's been two years since the yeah, last Yeah, those kids Zan are going to grow up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So two years since the last Shazam movie, um, two years since Aquaman. Um, well, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out already, but because of everything going on, which I get it. Right. But... It's just crazy. Like, how, when I don't, I haven't even heard plannings of yeah, like what's Shazam. next, what's going on. Yeah, Aquaman. Yeah. Well, there's just well, it's uh, been talked, but there's nothing like yeah, no permanent plans. Like yeah, okay, exactly, contracts have been signed or this or that. It's just we think we're gonna do this. Yeah, honestly, I think DC is crazy as it sounds. I think they're really gonna wait till the Snyder cut comes out and see what Ooh, happens. Yeah. Because they're going to feel safe with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman 2 is going to come out. It's going to do fantastic. I, I have yeah, a strong suspicion. Yeah. Like it's, you've got great creative behind it. You've got great actors and actresses on it. It's going to do great. 
Um, what's next? I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't think they have anything planned. And that is going to be too far of a wait. Because if they were smart, drop Aquaman too. Yeah. You know, so that way, because that way you're building success and success. Because Wonder Woman and Aquaman, their franchises did great. Then drop your, your Snyder cut, see what happens. But you can't, like, the DC universe has moved on since then because that's the bad thing. Like, at least with Marvel, like, if I pick up a Marvel film and watch it, it was in continuity. If I watch it on the big screen in the theater, it was in continuity. You know, like it, it all works yeah. together with DC. It's like, oh, Man of Steel. No, Man of Steel director's <laughs> cut. Oh, OK. Batman versus Superman. No, get the ultimate edition. OK. Yeah. Suicide Squad. We're working on that. Yeah. Oh, OK. Justice League. No, get the Snyder. So, I mean, it's like the first four films have been recalled to be replaced. So it's like that hurts. Like the only one yeah. that stands on its own and in time is Wonder Woman. Yeah. And it's like, OK. And, and it's. It's pretty crazy because right now Marvel's going through its next phase. So this little vacation right. is okay because it just gets us more excited. Like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? For DC, it's more like, okay, come on, like pick something up, like do something. Like, But Marvel is just like right now, they're, it's their restart. They can literally go anywhere. They can. And I saw another crazy statistic. This is the first time in 10 years we haven't had a Marvel film. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, even last year, right? No, well, last year we had stuff, I believe. No, we, we didn't. Yeah, we had uh, the the snap. Didn't that happen in 2019? That's 2018. That was 2018? Yeah. Right? Okay, no, then we yeah, had Spider-Man. That was, uh, that was 2018. Okay, so if it was 18, then we had Spider-Man home something. Wait. Homeschooled. What? No, or? then it was last year. It was last year, my bad. The yeah. snap was last year. Okay. okay. I was like, what? I was going to say, yeah. it wasn't. I mean, I'm bad at that stuff, but I'm not that bad. Yeah, okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, until Black Widow comes out, yeah. I mean, we're not going to. So but that has that been slated? Well, it's slated. It should have been out, but because of COVID-19. Oh, yeah, it was supposed back. to come out February, but they haven't uh, said when, right? They just said. Well, I think they pushed it to summer, and then obviously things still haven't gotten good, and theaters yeah. are, who knows what's going to happen with that. Well. Yeah, but it's okay. <laughs> what is it? Um, um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. I keep telling everybody, <laughs> like, I can't wait to go to the theaters, like, every Thursday again. Uh, you know, they, they told me, hey, like, I've been telling everybody, I'm craving movie popcorn. Like, I really right? want movie popcorn. And I'm there, like, well, they sell it right there. Like, you can just go get it. But I'm like, it's not the same. It's like, true. Yeah. Like, it, it's... It's better when it's super fresh. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. No, it's it's you you bring up a great point. Like, this is probably where I'll get some some animosity and, and hatred because I'm going to go political here. But if you buy an In and Out burger and you drive home and eat it, it's not as good as if yeah. you ate the burger there. That's very true. Same with Five Guys. You know, you have to eat it there in the place, and it's like. Oh my God! How dare you? You know, it's like no; those <laughs> things suck. The only thing that helps is the freshness of it in the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get off that soapbox. Send all your hate mail too. <laughs> <laughs> He's on should things I shouldn't say. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, let me finish up real quick some with some news. Uh, Marvel Comics. So we have a lot of stuff coming out. They will be on Wednesday. So Amazing Spider-Man: Sins Rising Prelude Number One. This is cool because there was a. Uh, uh, oh my god I forgot the name but there was a the amazing Spider-Man and they dealt with this bad guy called the Sin Eater and this was like a like this was basically going off the headlines like this is kind of like their version of the Zodiac Killer like real world oh, news because really? yeah, this is like the 70s 80s and um, 
So yeah, it was a great Spider-Man Daredevil team up. It had a sequel. And so this is like the third part to it now. So it's, it's very exciting. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Daredevil number 21. Okay. I cannot rant and rave enough about the Daredevil comics. They've been fantastic. Issue 21 is going to kind of basically start year two. Uh, Chip Zardaski and his art team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend issue 21. It's a great jump on point. Do it. Go get it. You're welcome. Cool. Uh, Empire <laughs> is the big Marvel crossover. So you'll have Empire issue two, Empire Avengers number one, Empire X-Men number one, uh, Lords of Empire, Empire Hulkling. So there's at least four new books towards that. So uh, I've been hearing good stuff. I'm not reading it, but I've been hearing good stuff. So I'm probably going to play it till about the midpoint and then I'll make a decision or I'll just get the trade paperbacks. And then finally, X-Men Fantastic Four will come to a conclusion for their four part miniseries crossover. So that's a lot of the big comic book news that's going on. Uh, Andy, what about you? What news do you got? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything is going to start filming again. So that's exciting. I know Mission Impossible 7, Batman, all the big like productions are about to start filming again. So that should be exciting, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting. I mean, honestly, like what movies? Oh, we got a new Mutants trailer. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day we'll see that one. <laughs> well, I guess the big news is that Comic-Con at home is going to be this week. So that's true. If anyone wants to watch all those comic, I guess um, New Mutants is actually going to have a panel. The boys is going to have a panel. There's going to be like a lot of big panels that we were supposed to have, but now it's going to be at home. So anyone is able to watch it. So that should be fun. It will be actually. I, I got to say, so it's funny. I used to be all about going to Comic-Con very religiously. Like a lot of us in the Geek Elite Media crew, we would go. Um, this was back when like the, the trick with Comic-Con is, is if you ever get in, the minute they offer a chance to buy tickets for next year, do it. Because yeah. you will never get tickets any other <laughs> yeah. way out there. I know people ask me like a couple months before, they're like, hey, how can I get in? I'm like, uh, you should have bought tickets in October. <laughs> like, yeah, You should have bought tickets last year. Yeah. You know, it's, it's insane. And so anyway, so, uh, you know, I used to go very religiously. And the last year I went was what? I think 2011. So that was the year. Of the No. Was that the Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds movie? I think that was, yeah. Maybe, so it was either 2010 or 2011, yeah. one of those two years. So anyway, so we all went as a big group. We, you know, we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel. It was great. We did it big. And I didn't, I just, like, I was like, I can't afford this again. You know, like, this is just a lot of <laughs> yeah. money. And, you know, you, you, you live unhealthy because you're like, oh, my God, I got to wake up early and I got to stand in line. And, and it is what it is. It, it, cons are exciting. There's pros and cons to cons. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so that next year, since I was staying, a buddy of mine was going and he was like, hey, man, can you house sit for us? And I was like, sure, not a problem. So I go and I house sit and I'm hanging out at their place. So I'm using his Internet and we're chatting. And I'm like, hey, did you hear about this? Check out what's going on. And he's like, I'm in line trying to get to that panel. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm on your couch using your internet telling you what you're <laughs> trying to see. So I've learned the con at home experience is great. I appreciate it. So this yeah. year I'm even more excited because like they've started toying with filming panels and then showing them. So some of you fans are out there and you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. So I think this is going to be it's going to be great and detrimental at the same time to the con experience because I think a lot more people might be like hey I got the information I got to see everything and I didn't have to you know wait in line or whatever the case may be but then some people are going to be like oh well I didn't get to cosplay and I missed out on meeting yeah. people so you know you pick your poison no yeah I mean I think going to San Diego Comic Con because I've been a couple other cons but 
just San Diego Comic Con's a whole other monster. Like it's international. It's yeah, the big show. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so amazing, and it's you see literally people from every side of the planet. Like it's it's awesome. Like I love it. I mean, I've been going six years maybe, but four years inside only, which is more than enough. But it's it's if you ever get the chance to go to San Diego Comic Con, do it and have fun um plan it out because yes if it, know what you want to do because you're not going to do everything for sure like i can promise you yeah and remember to carry food snacks yes. and water because you will kill yourself walking <laughs> around so one oh, last time last last little thing before we get to our pitch one year i went and it was super humid and the ac was not working in half of the building <laughs> so half of the building smelled horrible you know, everybody's there, like so many bodies, so many people breathing on each other, so many right. BO. So it was horrible, but it, it was fun. I mean, it's all part of the experience. <laughs> all right. Can I, can I, I'm going to give one more if you don't mind. Yeah. So the first time I caught a baby, that's right, caught a baby was at San Diego Comic Con. Um, you caught a baby. I caught a baby. So <clears throat> I got to a point. <laughs> Because I've learned, like, when you go with a group of friends, you're trying to, like, oh, let's go to your panel. Let's go to my panel. No, please yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is where I'm going. You can come with. But don't try to please everybody because it's not going to happen. And so anyway, so I think it was Sunday, and I was just so tired. And I was like, oh, you know what? I could I could walk around and check it out. So I'm walking around, and it was um, by the Warner Brothers booth. And at that moment, they were like, okay, here comes, I think it was Twilight Moon. Like, here comes Twilight Moon posters for, uh, what's the sparkly vampire movie series? Oh, Twilight? Yeah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was, is it Twilight New Moon? Yeah, Twilight okay. New Moon, so, yeah, yeah. I don't watch that stuff. Uh, but anyway, so they were like, ah, here comes the posters. And this lady, she's cradling a baby in her right arm and reaching out with her <laughs> left arm to get a poster. And the more she's trying to reach forward, the baby is lunging the other way because it's a baby. It's like, I don't know how to stand up. I don't know how to hold my head. I'm a baby. (laughs) So it starts going to the point of no return. Like this baby is going to tip and fall. It's going to (laughs) capsize. And I'm looking. And then finally the baby does capsize. So it's like midair falling. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I bust a flash move. I rush over and I catch this baby. And then I'm holding this baby. And this is like the second time I've held a baby in my life. And I'm like, am I holding it right? All these thoughts are going on. Like, I don't want to break the baby. What do I do with the baby? How do I give the baby back? What if people think I took the baby? This is not my baby, you know? And then the mom, instead of noticing that her baby fell out of her right arm, now she's like, oh, great. Two arms can go and try to get the poster. She successfully gets a poster. I mean, at least, right? (laughs) Goals. So she gets the poster and then she looks and she sees me very confused holding this baby who's very confused looking at me. And she grabs the baby. She's like, oh, thanks. And then walks off. And I'm just like, wow, what the heck just happened? Mother of the year. Yeah. (laughs) That's so crazy. So that's how crazy San Diego Comic-Con can get. Yes, it is. Yeah. Watch out for falling babies. (laughs) Watch out for falling babies. That's the new thing. So, Chris... I have a new pitch for you. Yes, you do. All right. Tell us about it. What, what's the t- what's this week's pitch? So this week's pitch is pitch a kid's movie as an adult R-rated movie. So it can be any kid's movie animated or any kind. It just has to be a hard R, like almost like NC-17 <laughs> type R. Like, Holy cow. <laughs> yes. So Mr. Chris. What do you have? Okay, I'll open it up. So I looked and I thought about it and 
it, it kind of made me think like the way I thought about framing this challenge was when they did that fan live action Power Ranger film. Okay. And everybody was like, what the heck? No, you can't take my characters. Yeah. So that's what I want. And I was like, okay, I want that dystopia. I want that like that just like no matter where you look, it looks dirty and grungy. <laughs> like it's just it's it's hell, you know? And so I was like, okay. <laughs> and I thought about it and like lately I've been on a big Transformers kick and I was like, yeah, but that's not too far fetched. And I was like, okay, no, let's let's go, let's go, let's go more innocent, just so that way when that grime hits, it hits hard. So I decided Wally. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to take your cute little robot guy. Uh, so Wally, as we know, is a 2008 Pixar film. Um, it, Wally being the main character, and he's he's what the last person, not person, but he's the last thing on Earth because Earth is just trash. And then he winds up running into uh, Eve, and he falls in love with her. And so it's a cute little love story, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I also saw that the director. Uh, he has said, like, there's not going to be a sequel. Like, this is it. Wally is done. So it's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to tick him off. So I was like, oh, you know what's going to be perfect? <laughs> We're going to do Wally, the prequel. The prequel. Yeah. So this is going to be the origins of Wally. So I'm going to play it straight off the headlines of today. It's 2020. So with all the rioting and, and protesting, and if you want to look at it good or bad, which is fine, that's your opinion. But no matter what, we have seen some cities in decay and destruction and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So the government's like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, we got to clean this stuff up. So they start building the Wall-E robots that are going to clean and do all this stuff. <laughs> so the Wall-E robots are being assembled and they're being built. And uh, the first generation ones, they're going to have a little bit of AI, but they're more subservient. So they're going around and, and, and taking care of stuff. And of course, people can't have that. It's like, no, we, we did what we did to prove our point. So they start going after the robots and because the government, you know, I'm going to make up a little bit evil. So they start saying, okay, Generation 2 Wallies will also have a defense mechanism put into them, Oof. too. So the second generation Wallies are a little bit, they're, we're almost like mini <laughs> Sentinels. They're like the X-Men Sentinels, but they're cute, right? So they're going to be going after stuff and, and, and defending themselves and things like that. So the Generation 1 Wallies are there and the Generation 2 Wallies are there to protect <laughs> them. And then so finally, because we want that little bit of love romance, there is a G1 Wally and a G2 Wally that are getting close. So they managed to create a AI interface that will eventually lead to Wally, the one that we know from the movie. Uh-huh. So we start seeing basically the, the the just how the world ends, you know, political chaos, chaos in the streets, people just, you know, no unity, just disharmony, all this stuff happening, things are getting destroyed. <laughs> and then finally, the two robots managed to find love in this situation robotic love however that can be so you know a usb gets inserted and all that stuff happens <laughs> and they manage to get a third generation wally body and they put the ai in there and they're basically kind of like you need to go but then at the same time they recognize that oh we can't send our baby wally anywhere so he has to hide among the rest of the world and he has to stay and see the carnage and so we think wally's a cute great character right <laughs> but now we see the oppression and the horror that he's lived through in order to get to Wally, the Pixar film that we know. So yeah, we're just gonna watch as everything gets destroyed. Like I want to have glimpses, kind of like if you go back to the early two thousands, uh, the Time Machine with Guy Pierce. You know how he starts blipping around, and yeah. so it's like at one point you see like, oh, you know, Earth uh, humans are gonna go start colonizing the moon, and then the next time he jumps to the future and he sees the moon, it's all destroyed. You know, that's what <laughs> oh, I want, gosh. stuff like that. So you're just gonna see Wally, and like I want to even like I want to even do it to his body as well. Like at first he's like 
he's got arms and legs. And then as time has gone on and, and the fighting has gone, you know, boom, he lost his arm. So he had to build a scrap arm, you know, boom, his midsection got destroyed. So luckily he found those treads and he created that. And so that's oh, what God. it's going to be. Apocalyptic Wally. Apocalypse. Wally begins. <laughs> Wally begins. Gosh. So it, so is this Wally evil? No, no, he's a good guy. It's okay. just we see that the the environment around him has been destroyed, and so that's how we get to we get to discover like what's happened with him. And even then, I want to play with the idea that maybe he even had like a full face, but it's been taken, so that's why he couldn't speak in the other films. Like he was more beep boop beep and stuff like that, <laughs> you know. So like, yeah, I want to I want to play with some of those those things. But no, he's gonna be a good guy. Like it's it's still like even though it's gonna be a dark movie, it's gonna be one of those things though. It's like He's a character that despite the darkness that he lives in and that surrounds him and that is trying to go into him, he's still a good guy. He still holds out for hope. Dang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Guns blazing. See, yeah. <laughs> I like going after you, but then I don't like going after you because you just have such a big creativity to it. So I'm just like, never mind. I don't want to say mine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all about my little pony. Come on. It's cool. I, I oh, get it. <laughs> that'd be good too. Um, You know what? I was... I, I don't know why I just keep thinking Peter Pan Ooh. and making it more dark. I, I, I do like that theory of Peter Pan being an angel and coming to get like the kids that passed away. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you ever heard that theory? No. So, yeah. So it, it's a theory of Peter Pan being an angel and he gets sent to earth to pick up these kids to take them to heaven. <laughs> so that's what he's there for. So wow, I want to watch Peter Pan again just so I can yeah, see exactly, that right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, the whole thing for me. That's why they they fly up into the sky and they go to the second star to the right. The Lost Boys. That has yeah, exactly the Lost Boys. That's why they never age. That's why um, Peter Pan stayed the same age his whole life. So, but I think I want more some, something grittier, um, something where um, let's do Peter Pan is a South Detroit cop and oh. he's going after. Uh, it's it's a big drug dealer named Hook. Oh. <laughs> so he has all these. Um, so he gets framed for something. So he gets kicked off of the police force. Peter, he gets kicked off of the police force, and he turn starts, in your gun, Pan. You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of here, because that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> and then he, of course, um, has to team up with this hooker named Wendy. Oh wow. <laughs> So she's the one that knows all about um, Hook's um, secret um, hideouts and all. So she's, of course, helping him. But she has a whole bunch of little um, friends that come and help her that um, will be a big asset to Peter Pan. So they're the Lost Boys. So they're teenagers that have, of course, helped him in the past, helped Hook in the past, run drugs and um they've been his like drug mules like if one of them dies he just finds another teenage oh takes God. him from <laughs> takes him from his parents and he uses them for his advantage i mean he's whatever they want the lost boys get it done but they're tired of it so um peter and wendy have to figure out to get the lost boys on their side so they can help him take down captain hook and of course you have his right hand man shmi which is this big huge guy that no one can kill because he's the muscle he's hook's muscle so if you want to get to hook you got to get through shmi and so the only <laughs> the only thing that um is 
that Captain Hook is afraid of is this new drug called Crocodile. So, <laughs> so that's the only thing that can really kill Hook because that's the only thing he's really afraid of. It's this new drug that someone else is selling called Crocodile. So Peter knows he has to find a way to inject him with Crocodile or find a way to... See, it sounds more like a superhero movie if I do that. No, I dig it because but he, fuck like, it, he can fly. Yeah, <laughs> Peter winds up taking do do like yeah. they did with Max Payne with Bullet oh Time. Yes, so he's it's it's the drug, you know. Crocodile is what gives him the bullet stuff. time effect. That's yes. why he thinks he can fly. Exactly. So, yeah, he has to take Crocodile, and that's what has to kill Captain Hook. So they have this big like shootout in a warehouse, and then um, Wendy gets taken, um, but she's she can fight, so she fights Shmi. And as she's about to get killed by Shmi, here comes Peter Pan flying through the air and he kills him. And then last one up is Captain Hook. So here comes Peter Pan with the Lost Boys. Oh, man. And then they just all take him down. So that's Peter Pan. <laughs> uh. See, you always have a good ass like like um, the name. The name. Yeah. <sighs> I think you should call this one uh, Peter Pan PD. Police Peter Department. <laughs> <laughs> Pan PD. Yeah, Pan PD. Uh, oh, okay. There you yeah, go. That Pan rolls PD. nice. Pan PD. Uh, yeah, that that's my Peter Pan movie. He's a South Detroit cop. <laughs> I dig it. No, I, I I genuinely dig that. I think that's pretty cool because it's like, you know, it, it takes a very favorable story from our childhood, and it puts it on such a different twist. I mean, <laughs> like first, I mean, like who doesn't love Norse stories? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we go in and you're like, oh, dude, a cop film. You know, it's got that vibe, that Norness to it. <laughs> Freaking awesome, you know? Um, okay, I know you've thought out your thing, but I just so I can get a visual in my mind. Who do you cast as your pan? Who's Ooh. Officer Pan? Ryan Gosling. Officer. Is it Ryan Gosling? It's gonna be Ryan Gosling. I think he has to be younger. But Ryan Gosling's so young anyway. I know. I, know. <laughs> I think. You know, I do like that kid from Tom Riverdale. Holland. <laughs> no, no, I I like the guy from um, Riverdale, the main guy. Oh, okay. Um, AJ Apa or something, KJ Apa. So I think he would be P- Peter Pan. He he's a Pan man. Yeah, he's already got the red hair, so he's young enough. He's probably like mid twenties, so he got kicked off the force, so he he lost everything. And I think <laughs> let's let's make it that Pan that Hook killed. Not his wife. That's not his dog either. <laughs> you know, John no, he, Wick, John Pan. Yeah, exactly. No, he he just framed him. He framed him for something, so he lost his job. He, he lost killed his everything. partner. There you go. He that's, killed his partner. It's the ultimate true trope, but it works. Yeah, you know? he killed his partner. I don't think he. Or better yet, okay. <gasps> he killed his. I I got it. I got it. He killed his partner, Bell, in the line Ooh. of duty. So he had his right hand woman. They were both on the force since the training and Tinker. He called her Tinkerbell because that was his best friend. No, I want to. I, I got I got something. <laughs> so it was Bell, right? His partner, Bell. Yeah. And then he got her hooked on the drug Tink. <laughs> so she wound up becoming a hooker. She's Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. <laughs> she just walks around. You want some fairy dust? Yes. And that's why it hurts so much because he's like, I loved her. She was yeah. a beautiful woman. And then Hook. He destroyed her. He destroyed her. Uh, yeah, because that's his drug, and then Crocodile's the other drug. Yep. Oh, I man. like it. See, we we already came up with the movie. We got the whole. That's gonna sell right there. That one, like, mine's just gonna be whatever. But that I like that one. That's that's a fun. 
You just took everything and like you you brought it to the max. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's. I mean, I want it close. Of course, you're gonna have a couple of sex scenes in there, a lot of shootouts, a lot of <laughs> brain, blood, and guts everywhere. So, I think that would just be lots of fun. <laughs> no, mean, that really would. Uh, so, I, I find it kind of cool, and uh, you didn't know about this, so that's what's gonna make it even better. Somebody did that idea with Peter Pan. Oh, uh, they call it Peter Panzer, and they said it. It's Peter Pan set in World War Two. So Peter Pan and his Lost Boys are actually fighting Nazi Captain Hook and what? stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get you some. Panzer. Yeah, I'll have to get you some more information. Um, I remember talking. I think it was Richard, one of our one of our other Geekly uh-huh. Media people, and uh, this is when we were both living up in the Phoenix area at the time. And yeah, Peter Panzer number one came out, and I missed it. And I was like, oh man, because I was kind of curious. Because it does. It's Peter Pan is that perfect character, because it's like. It's nostalgic enough that we love it and we will always love it no matter what age we are. Because yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah. I mean, it's peanut butter. It's it's Robin Williams. It's everywhere. You know, yeah. Hugh Jackman is now part of the Peter Pan mythos. It's true. You yeah. Know? So it's like, how can you not love that character? So that's a great franchise to take and just, you monster, you destroyed it yeah. in such a beautiful way. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan. So it's not a movie. It's a comic book. No, it's a comic book. Yeah. Wow, like okay, I, okay. I, they've. I'm sure they've had talks where it's like, oh yeah, let's do this as a as a movie, as a show, and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's always been talks. Like, I mean, I appreciate comic books and everything, but I think it is there's <laughs> there's a huge saturation, and so it's going to be tough. But I that's one that I think it could work. You know, like yeah, Peter Pan in the style of uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know, oh Holy yeah, that'd crap. be cool as heck. Well, yeah, I, Pan PD is um, Peter Pan's new. Yeah, it's coming out 2022. It's gonna. We're doing castings now, so if you guys <laughs> want to put in your casting, yeah, I think that would just be an insane movie. <laughs> it would, especially if he thinks he's flying around because of the drug. Oh my god, that scene is gonna be great. <laughs> like, I just want that. Like, you know, like these horrible nightmares. Like, you're never gonna grow old, Pan. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You're flying, Pan, and he's just there, and like in his mind, it's so beautiful. But in the reality, he's he's almost on the verge of ODing, laying on a yeah. grungy floor. <laughs> but I think it'd be funny too if, like, from like the you see him from the police academy to where he's at now. He's been on the force, so like he's been a little rugged, you know. They, he's been through shootouts, lost partners, and things like that. But he still looks the same. Like he never ages, he never looks oh, anything different. That would be awesome. So it, it's still he. They just call him pa- Babyface. Like he's just. Mm-hmm. Why don't you ever look older than you really are? You know. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up, Pete? Call me Peter. Yeah. Nah, you're just a Babyface kid, Peter Pan. Hey, shut up, Pan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that would just be funny. Uh, like you know, he's like thirty already, and he still yeah. looks the same. Like. Yeah. Like, go grow some stubble at least. He's like, I can't. He's like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Just I'm too baby faced. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, that's I think, awesome. I think that would just I would watch it. I I'm mean, down to watch <laughs> it right now. <laughs> I, I you know, I came up with this all just right there. I was like, oh no, I need to come up with something. <laughs> and I, I like that crocodile, like that's the drug to kill cook. Yeah. Well, I want you to like the only thing that we're missing then, we gotta figure out how to get the time element. Cause like wasn't that a big thing in Peter Pan, right? The clock inside the alligator. Yeah. So they could hear it coming. So maybe in the movie that's like when they're on the verge of like they're going through withdrawal, you hear that tick tock, tick tock. Right before it goes out. Oh man, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna go into withdrawal. Because um Oh that that's why um Hook is so afraid of that that the ticking noise. Because he knows that once that's going down, that means his high's going down. Yeah. And that means he he goes back to reality. 
Yeah, he's like, I'm not ready to go back to that crap. Yeah, yet. he's like, heck no. I want to keep flying. <laughs> and, you know, he, uh, I think he has, like, that reddish type, like, um, like um, Jared Leto's Joker type, that, that red, like, um, oh, overcoat. Jacket, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's red, but, like, more velvety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would just be so cool. I oh, really want to see this now. Someone please make this. <laughs> yeah, somebody, if you can draw, take the, uh, take the classic pan characters and just grungy them up, add a whole, like, nor police vibe to him because i want to see this i yes. I, I totally i'm down for this one and it's so sad wendy the hooker oh god i know <laughs> well tink tink's tink. got it the worst man yeah the the partner washed up drug addled oh, street whore god, that was really bad uh, <laughs> this episode is not for children by the way yes <laughs> yeah please listen be, to it and then decide if you want your kids to listen to us <laughs> mitch is gonna listen to us he's like i should have never let them well, i'm shutting him down so that was our concluding episode of <laughs> this is the last show of pitch this <laughs> no but i like that like that that oh man that just hit right in the childhood <laughs> And it's such it's such a beautiful train wreck because it's like I want to watch it, but at the same time I'm going to be angry because I'm like my my, my favorite characters. Why exactly? Are you doing, you know? Yeah, like and you, the, you just pitched the last episode of Dinosaurs, the TV show growing up. You know, not the mama and all that stuff. Oh, and it's yeah. like, Oh, here's the episode where the comet comes. Thanks a lot, Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I know it's so so sad that that would just be a very sad like just childhood. You, parents are taking their kids. Oh, it's a Peter Pan movie. Like we yeah. can watch oh, it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> did did he just hurt himself? Why would he do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he injecting his yeah, arm, what mommy? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kid turns around. Mom, can I have some fairy dust? <laughs> no, no, you can no, you, no, <laughs> no. God, no. Oh, that's so bad. Uh, oh, anyways, <laughs> yep, so there we go. We just destroyed Wally and Peter Pan for you <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> God, everyone's going to be like, you destroyed Peter Pan. Here comes our cease and desist from Disney. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, isn't Peter Pan, like, uh, general? Like, yeah, well, right? you can. You can take, like, uh, oh, man, was it Grim? Grim fairy tales? I think yeah. Grim, I think Peter Pan's a Grim fairy tale. I believe know? so. So, God, he probably was already pretty dark to begin with there oh, as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know the real story, so. <laughs> yeah, that, there we go. There's our homework for the week. We're going to yeah, have to I study know. the original Peter Pan. <laughs> and then I'm going to start writing my Pan PD. Yeah, Pan PD. <laughs> you know, I like that, that it, it has, especially with that, like, you could continue this story. Yeah. There, you know, yeah. this could go into, like, a Disney Plus Disney Plus adult. Uh, it would go on Hulu because that's, okay. that's where they put their adult shows. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the Maxi series. Pan PD. Now th- this seems like more like an HBO, HBO original, oh like late night. Well, yeah, if you're going to have the sex scene in that, yeah, you're going to exactly, need that. Exactly, yeah. It would be, yeah, I, I think it would, well, I don't know. Let's keep it a movie just to. <laughs> well, it's, the movie's going to do that good that people are going to be like, we need more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then the Pan Trilogy. Pan Trilogy. <laughs> God. Uh, all right i think we've exhausted our viewers there (laughs) Uh, after you have your cigarette when you come back (laughs) all right well let's see Uh, so andy where can people find you to get more of your entertainment people can find me on twitter instagram and youtube at andy canchola it's a-n-d-y-c-a-n-c-h-o-l-a but on twitter it's with three y's i don't know that's the only one that wasn't taken Um, yeah, I make YouTube videos and skits, um, maybe make a pan PD video. That'd be fun. Um, and I do 
Instagram posts. I don't know what else on Twitter. I do funny things, <laughs> I guess. So yeah, go and follow me. Nice. Uh, let's see. You can find me on Twitter as stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. Uh, on Twitter, I like to promote as many comic book related things as I can. I just like to generally be positive and hopeful and share as much. Uh, you'll see goofy little posts. And I'll also share the writings that I do for geeklymedia.com and Adventures in Poor Taste. Um, AIPTcomics.com so check out those, those reviews and, and news part, articles particles, news articles. articles that I put out there Fairy dust. Um, those are the two that's pretty much the only platform I'm really on um, but yeah, just come check it out and then please always listen to the other shows in our Geek Elite Media Network and um, you know, please listen to them, rate them, review them. You know, interact with us. Uh, you can find Geek Elite Media on Facebook and Twitter. We love having as many active participants as we can because we do this for you and with yes. you, the fans. And that's about that. So until then, this is Pitch This saying, always remember to geek out. Shout out, Michael. This concludes our broadcast. Peace.